This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, Taz and Moose with you. Third and final hour here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. A good Friday morning to one and all. Thanks for tuning in. Series at XM206, the app as well, all of our great affiliates. Make sure to download that podcast each and every day, radio.com and Apple Podcast Taz. And coming up later on this hour, we're going to throw yeah. a little Giants football. Pat Leonard, New York Daily News, SNY in New York is going to join us. Yeah, it's going to be fun talking to Pat. Uh, excuse me, talking to Pat. Uh, New York Giants, uh, Giants is a beat rider. Not only that, we got to ask him about what just happened. Good news for the Jets, even though uh, he covers the Giants, but he'll get it. Uh, Quinton Williams, the first-round pick, number three pick, defensive tackle from Alabama. Great player, 21 years old, uh, just signed his deal. Remember, he was, it was a little bit of a delay. He yeah, just signed up. He delay. just signed his deal. Right, dealing with the, uh, I guess, the signing bonus. Sure, um, yeah, I think it was that. And the guaranteed right. money. It yeah. was an offset language last year. They had an issue with Don- Sam Darnold before they got him into camp in terms of the offset language. But Quentin Williams uh, in camp for Gang Green. Signed All right, up. Yep. let's get to it. The three, here we go. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Michael Thomas absent from Saints training camp. Uh, he is. We, we talked about the, the the number of players that are out. Trent Williams with the Redskins due to a dispute with the medical personnel, medical staff of the Washington Redskins. Ezekiel Elliott yet to be determined because he's not out yet in Oxnard, California, but camp has not officially begun yet right. in the Dallas Cowboys. A flight <clears throat> took place yesterday. He was not on the team flight out to California. It does not mean that he doesn't necessarily show up this at, today or this morning for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, Thomas, Jadavian Clowney, uh, who's got the franchise tag tender that he needs to sign in order to play for $16 million. Uh, Melvin Gordon out with the Los Angeles Chargers. We went through this earlier in the show. We went kind of player by player, Taz, uh, to kick off the program here on this Friday and talking about those storylines in terms of the holdouts across the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Michael Thomas looking to get paid, you know, uh, what what would you say? Something like $20 million a year. Yeah. You know, so uh, right now, the current leader as far as wide receivers getting paid is Beckham. At a million dollars annually, I'm sorry, eighteen million dollars. I should say eighteen imagine million dollars, eighteen million dollars annually uh, uh, on average. And Michael Thomas is he wants to top that man. He wants to get more than that. He's looking to to get at least eighteen eighteen point five million, but he wants twenty. But I guess it sounds like he'll settle at eighteen and a half. I just to top, be the top. I guess it's they're all competitive guys. I respect that. I get that. Michael Thomas is as advertised. He's legit, as you know, Moose, uh, tremendous receiver. And you got a guy like Drew Brees who's going to be in his corner behind the scenes in that Saints organization saying, hey, look it, uh, let's get Michael Thomas signed up, please. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to get him signed. Well, yeah. you, you gotta, you're got you exactly right, and we discussed it. And we'll, see if he, we'll see if he does get signed, you know, and, 
And he's got probably the biggest gripe because he's due to make $1.1 million. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And he's coming off a year in which he had 125 receptions set an all-time Saints mark. And we know... Uh, we get the you know the Saints offense. You can plug and play. There are a lot of guys that could step in and be really productive. Uh, and we're not saying Michael Thomas is the the most explosive wide receiver in the National Football League, Taz. But he's a really productive player, physical, a great combination of size and speed. There's nothing not to like. And I don't know if the Saints though. They've never played paid a skill position player more than ten million dollars a year. Now they're going to pay Mike Thomas twenty million dollars a year. I think they're going to get close. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be over the ten million. I get what you're saying, man. I do, but I mean, you if you kind of you kind of have to with this cat, man. He's just you need him in that offense. You know, Breeze wants him, Kamara wants him. These guys need him in that offense. You know, he's he, he's a top flight receiver. I mean, he's. He, he's going to draw, you know, obviously the best defensive back, whatever team you're playing against. He's the guy. He loosens things up for you. He was, last year in receptions, uh, receiving yards, he was sixth, okay? The only one above, uh, I should say, the ones at top of him, Julio Jones was one, Hopkins was two, Mike Evans three, Tariq Hill was four, Juju was five, then Mike Thomas, you know, so he's sitting right there in the top, top six, you know, how do you not pay him? No, you know, you got to do it. You know? Yeah, you got to do it. We'll see if the Saints do or when they exactly do. All right, next. Number two. Steelers signed coach Tomlin to a contract extension. Right, runs hand in hand. Uh, he's guaranteed, you know, added a year and an option year, Taz. So at two years left on his deal, now he's got three and an option year. He runs concurrently with Ben Roethlisberger. So yeah. Mike Tomlin, who's been successful, has been there a long time as Steelers head coach. What, 2007, right? Was that the year? Uh, 2007, yes. Correct. For Mike Tomlin. He won a uh, Super Bowl in 2008. Right. So Tomlin's been there a while. Yeah. Um, Steelers believe believe and kind of stay in the course. They believe that, uh, you know, change is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, you know, stay in course, stay the path. They're, they're, they like their head coach. He, and there's, I mean, you can nitpick at any coach in the National Football League. Uh, Tomlin's done a lot of winning. Uh, he has. And they made yeah. sure that he has the security, even with the criticism he faced a year ago. Yeah, well, and a lot of that criticism, yeah, sure, definitely was there. And he also had headaches. And Antonio Brown was a big headache for him. Now he's gone. As great of a player as A.B. is, it definitely was a headache for Tomlin. Uh, Bell, too. So, and he's gone, too, with the Jets, obviously. So, you know, yeah, they won a Super Bowl with him a year into the job. He wins a Super Bowl the following year in 08. And I believe they were AFC champs in 2011 or 10, something like that. Somewhere around 2010, I think. So, they, you know, they had success. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm good with them signing for another year, maybe, you know, for an extension. I think it works. And let's see what he can do here. You know, uh, let's see if he can keep on going. He's been so loyal to the organization, and, and the organization's been loyal to him for a lot of years. So there's definitely a comfortability with the fan base, the, the Rabbits, you know, Steeler Nation, and, and you know, uh, in the Steel City there and throughout the country of, of, of Steeler fans. I think if you took an exit poll, most would say they like the fact that Tom is going to stick around. Yeah, and, and I think they, they they just want him to maybe get a little bit better X's and O's tactically within the game. That would be the Yeah, I would think so. He's got a Tomlin. very – yes, you're right, Moose. But he also – I said this earlier. He's got a very seasoned staff under him, True. too. I mean, Mike, you and I were talking off air. What was he? He's got like three coaches that have been – what was the hell was the number? Some crazy number that have been uh, – Start, remember you gave me some crazy number, remember? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, there's only been three coaches with the Steelers since 1969. That's it. Right. Oh, oh you meant the head coach. I think you were talking right. about someone says, yeah. So, 
Yeah, but I'm saying his staff, those very seasoned. Cowher and, and Tomlin. Right, yeah. right. That's right. So that, that is crazy in itself, the head, as far as the head coaches. That, not a lot, like you said earlier, so. No, not a lot. But yes, he does have a good staff. And and listen, it's it's gonna be it's gonna fall on Tomlin and his staff Taz to kind of get themselves yeah. and get this team where they need to go. Now without Antonio Brown, pressure falls on the players well, certainly uh to perform, <laughs> but the staff to get the most out of the players that are there. You know, they finished in their they finished second to Baltimore this year in the north, right? So they finished you know, I mean they were nine and six and one. Okay. I mean I I, I don't know. I mean, can they do better than that? Without Antonio Brown playing, well, I, you know, I, I, I think it all remains to be seen what they could do schematically with Juju, but you know he's going to be the top receiver there. So you got to figure out what you can do with the rest of your offense. But as far as receiving, you know, look, Big Ben's going to throw the football well for the most part. You know that he's a you know big giant quarterback, can't run, not mobile, but yet his his accuracy is amazing. He's got a gun. He's got a cannon, you know. So, you know, you know what Ben Roethlisberger is. So he's he's a more than a proven commodity. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's going to be um, interesting to see without that, with that massive, dynamic, tremendous uh, receiver being gone, and Antonio Brown, and if Juju can step up and do what he's got to do. Um, and I do think, like I said earlier, James Conner at that running back spot is going to be interesting to keep an eye on too. Um, all right, number three. Number three. Troy Tulowitzki announces retirement from baseball. Yeah, and, and Tulo only played five games this year with the Yankees before he went down with the calf strain. Aaron Boone, not that long ago, talked about the fact that uh, Tulowitzki was uh, back home in California kind of thinking about what he was going to decide to do and uh, what, Tru- what Troy Tulowitzki decided to do. Um, was uh, called a career. Um, and that was announced Thursday in a statement saying, for as long as I can remember, my dream was to compete at the highest level as a Major League Baseball player to wear a big league uniform, play hard for my teammates and the fans. I will forever be grateful for every day that I've had to live out my dream. It's been an absolute honor. I always look back at the tremendous with tremendous gratitude for having the privilege of playing as long as I did. There's no way to truly express my gratitude to the fans of Colorado, Toronto, and New York. They always made my family and I feel so welcome. Tremendous uh, athlete, tremendous ball player, uh, uh, no doubt about it. 34 years old, calls it calls it a wrap, and that's it. Five-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove Award winner. Um, just tremendous shortstop, hell of a hitter. I mean, just a great player. He, uh, he was just one of those guys, no matter where he was playing, you knew he was more than solid and he was respected, I would strongly assume, throughout clubhouses across Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah. Uh, and great player. Great player, he was. And, you know, unfortunately for him, you know, it, it didn't end well, right? right? I mean, he did not age well. Um you know, at his peak, he was, you know, when you look at 2009, Taz, he was 32, 92, 297. 2010, 27, 95, 315. 2011, he went 30, 105, and 302. Um, you know, 2013, he was 312, 25, 82. I mean, you're talking about a guy in the, a guy that as well played an exquisite shortstop defensively, too. Mm. I mean, at his peak. I, I mean, he was right there even not that long ago. 2016 combined, he won 24-79-254. That's not exactly the average they had with the Colorado Rockies, mm. but at his peak, offensively, defensively, um, you know, he was as good as it got in Major League Baseball. Spent 10 years with yeah. the Rockies, man. 10, Ten years, years with the Rockies. Long time. Um, 
And, you know, as he aged, though, he did not age well. Mm. Um, and his body started to fail him and started to break down. Um, he played a lot of games early. And, and then when the injuries started to come, I mean, you look at it, he hasn't played more than 131 games. The last time he played more than 131 games was 2011. Amazing, right? I mean, unbelievable. You know, it's, it's and it's really cool because he's still going to keep continue giving back to the game. I believe he's going to be co- coaching now. They announced. Yeah, he coached at Texas, at University of Texas. Yep. So, which is you know, for those that don't follow college baseball, it's a powerhouse for for decades. The Longhorns are so, and he didn't go to Texas. He went to uh, he went to Cal State, I believe. Another Long Beach State. Long Beach State. Well, that's part of the Cal State yeah, University, yeah, same, right? But Long yeah. Beach State. Yeah, 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 but right, right. So that State another university program, correct? And that Long Beach always, always has been a tremendous baseball program, too. So he comes out of there, I'm saying, and then goes, has this amazing pro career, and now getting into coaching, which is great. Imagine if your kid is an incoming freshman or a player at Texas, University of Texas, and you know that Tulowitzki's going to be there to oh. give some advice to your kid. Man, this guy's the real dealio for sure. Tulo Jones. No, give it back. Like and yes. Give it back to the young players. Give it back. There's no doubt. Give so there you have it. Your top three storylines here on this Friday morning. Tulowitzki, Troy, that is, at 34 years of age, 12 years in Major Tula. League Baseball, uh, calls it a career. Uh, the fact that you've had holdouts galore, a, a couple of big names, led by Mike Thomas, New Orleans Saints. We'll see about Ezekiel Elliott uh, as well. Yeah. Um, that is uh, number two, and the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have signed Mike Tomlin, their head coach, to a one-year, one-on-one, one-year and option-year contract extension, oh. now signed through 2021. And by the way, it has nothing to do with the three. I just remembered, uh, side note, completely random. I believe everything's okay from my people are telling me with the podcast of this show of Taz and the Moose on the nice. radio, Radio.com site. It only took them two days so um, to get it right. Apparently, they got it right. So two days is kind of a record for them. So, um, yeah, that was, yeah. So anyway, so it's fixed. Everything's fixed. Anybody wants to download the podcast, go right ahead. Internationally, apparently, inter- it, you know. It's all set. I think so. Good this job, is what I'm Taz. being told. to take care of that. Yeah, well, I got my people, you know. So it's like, you know, I think everything's copacetic and good right now. Um, and before we had to break, my, my wife and kids are in the car. I want to oh. wish 11 years ago today I got married. Oh, my God. It's your anniversary. Yeah, today is our Holy anniversary. 11 cow. years. Anniversary. Thank you. Happy July 26th. anniversary. No, to, that, to my Moose wife, Donna. And Donna. <laughs> Happy anniversary to Moose and Donna. Thank you, Happy Tess. Happy anniversary, Moose and Donna. Mark Malusis. Happy anniversary to you. Yes, there you go. Thank you, Tess. Thank Hopefully you. your kids are giggling. <laughs> and your wife's like, you know, Mark, problem. you work with a real goof. <laughs> no. <they don't. laughs> you know, Mark, you work with a goof. No, that was great. No, happy that was anniversary, great. that's awesome. Um, but yes. Well, impromptu. That's 11 years. How wow. long have you been married? Uh, 62? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I'm, I've been married. I got married in 95. I'm bad with numbers. So, yeah. You've been married in 95. It'll be so 25, 24 years. 24 years. Yeah, it'll be 25 oh, 24 years. 24 years. It'll be 25 years. 25 years in May. It'll be this next coming. May. Next May. Next May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the big so one. That's the big one. I said to my wife, you know, this past anniversary, yeah, 24 years ago, wow, what do you want for your anniversary? She was nothing this year. 25. Wow, 25 is She looked at me, she goes, we're going big. Yeah, 25. That means I'm paying big. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Well, that's right. Starts with a D, ends with an S. Well, 11 yesterday, Don's like, we don't need to do, you know, we don't need to do gifts. I'm like, that's fine. That's nice. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Pressure's all of a sudden then off. Yeah. 
You know, the, the pressure, the judgment. 15 there you years, are though, you got judging. You got to do something 15 years. Oh, no doubt, yeah. Well, we had to do something last year, 10 years, this right, year. Those are the milestone years. Right, no doubt, yes. That's like Taz and the Moose. When we hit five years, you know, we got to do something. Oh, we got a big maybe, party. We got a pizza in here in the morning or something like that. No. That'd be great. Right. <laughs> big party, open bar. Oh, yeah. Make it rain, strippers. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Moose. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Great timing right there. I'm joking. No, I know you. Donna knows I'm joking. I know. That's funny. I love you, Donna. Thank you very much. 11 years ago. What a memory. Yeah, there you go. It's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Friday morning. Pat Leonard, talk a little Giants football, uh, will join us next. All right, here, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Okay. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All righty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a little production meeting. That was good. That went quick. That went well. Painless. Oh, it did go well. Did it? I thought it was about to get tense. No, it was not. It was not going to go tense. It was not going to get tense. Just, uh, I was about to lose just my a patience. lack of communication. Nothing that nothing that should surprise anyone. I'm a little short. <laughs> well said. I'm a little short on patience today, so that's the problem. No, I, I get it. I get it. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little Giants football. You ready to talk some football? You're like you're like during the break. I can't wait for football. I can. That means summer's over. I know you made a good. So point. nice and slow here. But, uh, I don't need to rush things. We yeah. rush things along. I understand once football goes, then we'll be steamrolling through the holidays. Yeah, We're welcoming New Year 2020. Oh my God. Then we'll be into February. Then when into March the Madness. Fall, then we'll be into spring. Be- fall. Ah, and just, no, no, no. I want you the summer. Want the I like the summer. All right. Summer works. I, nice weather in the Northeast. That works. I know. But I know. you're not the only one. There's been like five people I know that have been, man, can't wait. <laughs> Get me to week one. I go, Why? <laughs> It's coming. This is why the it's XFL. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. The, Don't worry. This it's, is the beauty of the XFL. We're going to get off football with the XFL during the spring into the summer. And then we don't have to, you know, no, go No, you're crazy. right about that. You don't have to, Hopefully it's good. The, right. So then on like a, you know, a nice 90 degree day, I'm going to be watching football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's great. Yeah. And I, yeah, that, that's all well and good. I just don't wish summer away. All right. Now, it's because, because, here's like the that. other thing. You're it's right going to be like, we're going to be in the middle of winter. We're like, man, it's cold. God, give me the summer. 4 30 in the morning. I can't wait. It's really It's chilly. five degrees outside. Who's I'm wearing three hoodies. <laughs> right. I can't I can't take the weather anymore. God, uh, I miss wearing my flip flops. Exactly, I really do. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> we can't win here. Just, <laughs> no, you can't. can't win. I mean, that's why I, uh, I want to move to San Diego. Uh, San Diego, beautiful weather. I'm moving to San Diego. I'm doing this show from there. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's gonna be some mood at three AM. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but he won't be here. Yeah, I won't be. That's the right. You won't have to see me. So, uh, God bless the engineer, whatever San Diego affiliate we're on. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me. (laughs) Get me on the air. (laughs) In person, on the air, I'm very charming. (laughs) Off the air, eh, a little bit of a douche. All right. Hot ass Joe. Where's my coffee? (laughs) Yeah. Where is my coffee, my wipes, and my personal garbage bin? Exactly, where is it? I'm not there, Taz. <laughs> Who wrote these reads? Who my wrote this? Hopefully, it's no offense to any host here, but any we basically spray the entire room down with rubbing alcohol, and we have Clorox wipes, so we wipe everything down. 
Yeah, we do. To prevent that, the spread of germs. I will bring my wife. Amy Lawrence very offended by that. I will. Be, well, well, okay, listen. You want to go there? She's very offended by that because when the co-host of this show walks in the room and it's basically as you open the door, you're, you're spraying I down am. every area there is near you and Amy. That's true. She's like, do I have the right? I'm like, no, Amy, you're you're. You're a beautiful cleansing person. So it's like, but you're spraying the room down, dude, before she even leaves. I do. No matter who the host is in here, if, if someone's filling it for Amy, you're spraying it down. I would not get offended. I, I know, but you got to be some people. We're out of here so quick in the morning, we don't even see DA. No, we are. We, we wrap up here, ladies and gentlemen. Like when we're done, you're right. DA is the next show here nationally, the DA show. Right. And uh, we. Well, that gets to me something here. He, right. We don't see him. No, we don't see him. At, at all. Here, here's the one news. Wrap up the personal rap. email before the end of the show. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we got like five minutes in between shows here to get ourselves set up. Sometimes I walk over here and it's like someone, and it's not just Amy, there's been other people too. Gelb, Zach, and I, you know, Zach's a good guy, where they're like working on like, they're on, you know, Gmail. I'm like, <laughs> guys. Like, Close we, it down. We, 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 That's we, private information. Why would they leave that open? Well, not How just, do you do that? Well, I've gone, dude, I've gone on here where, you know, oh, Amy, Gail, where their, their emails were open. Okay. <laughs> well, that is on time. Good day for Pete. No, he can't wait for the weekend. It's been a long day for Pete. It's been a long morning. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, take it away. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. By the way, when you're when you're finishing up your show, make sure just cut it all off. Yeah. Finish off the email yeah. and get out well, of the room. The thing is, this I love is you. where I'm a little confused, Moose, why you won't do what I do. And just bring yourself you have a plethora of laptops at home. Yeah. Bring one. I should bring Use one. Use your you're laptop. Right. You're right. Andrew, I... what's going on? Why is he taking the headsets off? Why is Andrew taking the headsets off? Because you have a guest. Oh. We do have a guest. Yeah, you want we, to give us? Of course, we have Pat. Not here yet. You, let's go. Quick okay, update. Here we go. Take it away. Thanks for coming for me, guys. Uh, Sixteen right, innings, six hours, nineteen minutes. The Angels and Orioles were still playing four Eastern this morning in Anaheim. And the pitch swinging a high fly ball to center field, not that deep. Santander in, and he makes the catch, and the Orioles win. And Stevie Wilkerson, the Orioles' secret weapon, earns the save. Unbelievable. Jim Hunter O's radio center fielder Stevie Wilkerson, the first position player ever to record a save, which became an official stat in 1969. Wilkerson was tossing up pitches that didn't reach 60 miles per hour, but they worked. Jonathan Villar's two-run homer provided the final score of 10-8. The O's first led 8-5 in the 15th. The Angels tied the game but had the winning run thrown out at home. Extra innings as well in Kansas City. Cleveland a 5-4 win in 14. Eight different Red Sox drove in multiple runs in a 19-3 rout of the Yankees to start a four-game series at Fenway. The Mariners down the Tigers 10-2. Texas winning in Oakland 11-3, but the Rangers have lost all-star Joey Gallo for at least four weeks. He had surgery yesterday to repair a broken bone in his right wrist. Ezekiel Elliott not yet holding out from Cowboys training camp, but was not on the team flight to Oxnard, California yesterday. And as expected, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Julius Randle among the players added yesterday to Team USA's roster for the World Cup in China in September. Nine original members taking the summer off. Guys? All right. Thanks, Andrew. Let's continue our training camp tour. Let's welcome aboard right now Pat Leonard. Uh, New York Daily News covers the Giants. Hey, Pat, Taz Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Pat, what's up? 
Taz and Moose, sunny day, July 2019, training camp. I'm ready to rock here. Brother. Go oh, get him, buddy. Hey, listen, uh, how concerned should the Giants be right now, man, with the and the fans uh, with the Sterling uh, Shepard uh, uh, injury, the thumb damn deal? What's going on? I know. Odell always gets hurt. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sterling Shepard. That's right. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> they should be very concerned. I mean, you commit a lot of money to two receivers, Tate and Shepard, who are undersized guys. And now Sterling's tough. I mean, he's played through a lot even early in his career that, you know, even things that people don't know about. So he's a tough guy. But just from an offensive standpoint, I mean, you're looking at their top three right now as Golden Tate, Corey Coleman, who flashed last year, but you hope you get that first-round draft pick talent out of him uh, that you got some somewhat late last year. But Cody Latimer then steps in, um, you know, no guarantee other than some deep balls that he's going to help you. And Darius Slayton, the rookie they were excited about out of Auburn, is ba- he's banged up right now with a hammy. So um, they're thin at wide receiver. And actually, Evan Engram could be the biggest beneficiary or the savior if they do stay with him and commit to him as a downfield threat that could maybe bail them out early. But the Giants are optimistic that, Sterling will be back for week one against Dallas, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, with uh, with the fans chanting MVP yesterday, and Saquon Barkley addressed that, uh, you know, for the fans out there that have watched Barkley from the outside and and not been there like you have, Pat, on a day-in, day-out basis, I mean, it just seems like he's almost too good to be true in terms of on the field, off the field. Uh, you know, is Barkley just basically everything that we have taken in and watched, not just as a player, but as a human being? The intriguing part, Moose, is that as a player, I actually think he's better. And what I mean by that is, you know, he racks up over 2,000 yards last year, and he left a lot of yards on the field. And part of that was maybe some stutter steps looking for that home run early on in the season at the line as he learned the NFL game and how to get a hard four yards. Uh, You know, the first half against San Fran, he wore cleats that had him slipping all over. You know, rookie mistake. Um, and he, even he'll admit he needed to pick up things as far as pass protection and learning, like, the coverages before the ball is snapped. So, if anything, if Giants fans who are chanting MVP want to get excited and really think that could be true, he actually, I believe, will be an even better player this year than he was last year. The question, of course, as Nate Solder said the other day, if you're going to be a successful NFL offense, you can't just have one thing. So that, I thought that was a really good quote from a guy who won a couple Super Bowls with the Patriots because Barkley's going to need some help, even though he is that dynamic threat. Well, sticking on that right there, Pat, what Nate Solder said, you know, awesome offensive lineman, obviously. How improved is this Giants offensive line? That's a great question, and it is one of the questions. Mm. As, uh, you know, I think you're hitting right on it. You know, like Nate Solder and Mike Remmers are the tackles, the bookends. Solders coming off an off-season ankle surgery. Remmers coming off a back surgery. Both of them practiced today or yesterday, but uh, Solders' workload actually tapered off a little bit through the session, You know, which is natural. You're working a guy back in. Right, right. You want to keep him ready for week one. But to your point, this is a group of five who hasn't played together yet. Kevin Zeitler they got from Cleveland. He's a really good player at right guard. But he and Remmers and Solder and Hernandez and Jalapio – they're just gelling and forming chemistry for the first time right now in pads actually facing up the D-line. So every year, the last couple of years, 
Um, it's part of the blame for the offensive struggles has been that the offensive line e- either never got it together or couldn't until it was too late. So that's something to watch is even if they do get it together, it'll be too late if they do in week five or six. They need to do it right out of the chute. Um, you know, Pat, when um, it, it, when you look at this defense, although you know, offensively, certainly, you know, without Odell Beckham Jr., they take a hit. What about this defense? Are they going to be able to stop anybody? Oh, Moose! I mean, I, I love how you asked that because that's a fair way to that's a fair way to present the question. I mean, frankly, the Giants are selling Jabril Peppers as a replacement for Landon Collins, but there's nothing to show that he is even close to the player Collins is. He needs to prove that. It would be exciting if he is. And they also have a lot of youth, Peppers included. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, a guy I wrote about for today's Daily News, who. Uh, says he's ready to be the star pass rusher, but the Giants are counting on him to do it. DeAndre Baker and Dexter Lawrence, their first-round picks at corner and defensive line. Uh, again, two starters that they really need to step up. And then, of course, at safety with Antoine Bethea and Peppers, they really don't have uh, high-end talent starting or depth at a very key position that was also a weakness, especially free safety last year. So, um, and I didn't even address the linebackers who could be up and down. So you make a great point that they need someone, especially somebody young and inexperienced, to step up and lead James Betcher's defense, or else it's going to be a long year. And that, again, goes back to the offense. If the defense is what we think it'll be, which will struggle a little bit, the offense is going to need to carry the team. And can Barkley do all of that on his shoulders? You listen to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Pat Leonard, New York Giants beat writer for uh, the New York Daily News. So uh, earlier, Pat Moose and I were talking about you know we've been talking a lot about Eli Manning here and there, right? And and about Daniel Jones, the rookie out of Duke, right? So I'm kind of of the feeling like if Eli, if the Giants come out in the regular season, they go zero and two hypothetically, and Eli is looking a little lethargic, a little old, and just not. He's looking like a 16 year vet that's looking like a 26 year vet, right? Uh, I'm thinking they might. The Giants might go to Jones kind of quick. Moose is kind of thinking eh, maybe we'll see. He's kind of on the fence. Not on the fence. I don't speak for you, Moose, but you know, like uh, not they, real quick. Not I mean, so I quick. think it, yeah. I think it, you know they're going to give Manning every opportunity here. Yeah, your thoughts, like yeah. how the timeline on the Eli Jones, uh, Eli and Jones stuff. Well, you guys accurately represent this conversation because you know if you ask me, I'll tell you one thing. If you ask one of my colleagues, they'll tell you the opposite. Right. But my personal opinion is now the scenario you presented, Taz. If they start 0-2, they don't score 20 points against either the Cowboys or the Bills at home, Eli looks bad, the offense is the reason they're losing, I definitely could see Daniel Jones starting Week 3 in Tampa. Right. And I, part of the reason is I think that – I think Pat, now, again, that would also mean that Jones had a strong camp and he was up and down in day one. But I think that Pat Shermer and the Giants, from what they've told us and from what I know, I think they've already, even from drafting him at number six, they've already made the decision that they're ready to put him in relatively soon. I don't buy the Dave Gettleman, you know, three years or one year. I think they like him enough, talking to all these different coaches and even the GM, that they are already made that decision. So let's say Eli falters and they start 0-2 and the offense stinks. They don't have to sit in a room together and say, do we want to play this kid? I think they're already there with Jones. So I think now it's about Eli. Like Shermer said to me and a few other reporters at the owners' meetings, 
as long as Eli wins games, he won't have anything to worry about. And I think about that comment a lot because I think he really laid out both his support of Eli as a starter, but also the pressure and the reality that both he and Eli Manning understand is there if they don't start well out of the gate. All right. Uh, when you look at Eli pushing back on Odell Beckham Jr. and his comment, what was your take on that, Pat? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I didn't kind of funny, that right? Until late. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I thought it was interesting, too, because Eli chooses about nine out of ten times to take the high road on stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was surprised he even went there. Um, But that does accurately represent, I think, the Giants' feelings on Odell's comments, not just Eli's, but the Giants, is that, you know, they are to a point, I think, now where they don't appreciate him constantly kind of jabbing them, even if some of his comments – are valid and I was true. Saying, I was saying that, Pat, the other day to Moose. I, I, like, you know, when, when you say something like Beckham said, we're basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'm the diamond of the team and now I'm gone. I'm the reason why we're on national TV. Me, 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 me. And then you're gone. You No matter how you're gone, you make it, you, you're telling that whole locker room, offensively, defensively, you guys all suck. Without me, no one would have known that we were a team. Right. And I think, yes, and I think the Giants players likely appreciate Manning saying that. Um, but I also, like I said, I also think there is some validity to what Beckham said as far as people still wanted to put them on TV, uh, mainly because of him. Oh, no, Pat, I agree, but you can't say it. That's what Moose and I were saying. That you can't, you're right. You're right. And we were saying, Moose and I were saying yeah. that. You're mm-hmm. right. No, there is validity. You're right. Beckham's right. But you, Beckham can't yeah. be the guy to say it, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and also, I actually, I have a bigger problem with Beckham saying that from a Cleveland standpoint. You know, forget whatever bridges he's burning in New York that still exist, but if you're Freddie Kitchens and the Browns, now I know they've been doing a lot of talking too, so they haven't, you know, Baker and Kitchens haven't exactly helped it, but Beckham needs to turn his focus to Cleveland. He needs to show his Browns teammates that he's all in and that no part of his mind is still back in New York or having regrets that he is all in, so... I think from a Brown standpoint, he's doing more of a disservice even than he is to the Giants. You know, Pat, what do you think this giant team will be um, in, in 2019? Lewis, I think they're going to struggle because I think they uh, lack depth. And in some places, of course, even if they have some talent, it's inexperienced. Um, I think that when you look at how a guy like Sterling Shepard goes down, and then you're kind of scrambling to see, well, where do they go from here? I think that accurately ref- reflects where they are. But I do think it's interesting to hear the Giants on day one, Fi and Ogletree and all these leaders talking about how this isn't about the future. This isn't about a rebuild. This is about winning now. Their schedule lends itself to winning a few games. So I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to win, you know, more than the five last year, if they won six or seven. But I think it could be a really difficult year uh, because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains for a lot of guys. And if they do succeed, we may be talking about Saquon in the MVP conversation. We may be talking about Eli still has it, or we will be. And we may be talking about a random defensive player like a Lorenzo Carter or DeAndre Baker as suddenly going from a young afterthought to a superstar. Yeah, and, and you know what? Offensively, the other guy to keep an eye on, how about Ingram at tight end as well, Pat? I mean, because he's a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, Moose, because – I think he was one of those players. He and Janoris Jenkins were two prominent players who throughout this offseason, 
based on how their names were floated around last trade deadline and last fall, and also how Ingram was a little bit de-emphasized in Pat Shermer's offense as the year went on last year in the sense of the amount of snaps. You know, he's not as good of a blocker as a Red Ellison. So I didn't even think, and I've still wondered, A, was he going to be here? But now, B, how big of a part of this offense will he be if he's not as good as well-rounded a tight end? But when Shepard gets hurt, and then when you look at their dearth of downfield options and size at receiver, then that makes you think, and that makes me think, wow, maybe Engram will, you know, really flank out at wide receiver even more and be, you know, maybe they'll just accept he's not that well-rounded tight end. He's a wide receiver for us. And in that case, maybe that is how he will thrive the most and benefit the offense most. But I'm curious to see how they use him, not just how he performs, but how they use him and whether they accentuate him in the offense or whether he's still just a complimentary piece. Hey, Pat, great job as always. Did you have your coffee this morning? I know you tweeted out yesterday before the start of (laughs) camp. Did you have your coffee this morning? I'm just about to walk into Wawa and get it, Moose. You are reading my mind. There you go. Enjoy enjoy that cup of coffee. Um, Thank you. Thanks for the time this morning, right, buddy? We appreciate it, man. Uh, take care. Thank you, Pat Leonard, New York Daily News, covers the Giants. Does a good uh, job, man. Yeah. Good guy. That's yeah, correct. Good guy. He like is him. a very good guy and give you a good feel. And, you know, said, listen, they got an opportunity to win some games early. Got a good feel in terms of the quarterback spot, just how good Barkley is, Ingram, and the like defensively. Uh, they're going to struggle unless some of these unnamed guys that, uh, you know, guys with not accolades step up and, and give you a big time performance. We'll come back. The undercard. We're in the final segment of the wow. week. Wow. Can you believe that? What a fun week, Moose. It's it just been flies right. by here. Right. Yeah, it has been. Uh, undercard. Stories we missed from earlier today. Comes your way next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Frank in Delaware. Is this raw walking chicken thing real? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. What's the matter? Uh, Here's the thing with this thing, Frank in Delaware. You know, I, I just don't. I mean, I did not watch this. I, everybody's talking about it. Moose, I don't know if you watched it. I, I saw it like three weeks ago. Dude, it sounds like I'm not, I don't have a squeezy stomach. Like, I'm not one of those guys. But if I don't need to watch something that's disgusting, then I, I, why do I have to watch it? Like, you know what I mean? Well, dude, it, is this here, disgusting? Wait, am I going to get no, grossed out? Is it's it raw just, chicken? Yeah. Well, why am I going to watch raw chicken? What does it do? It's just on a plate. Just watch, watch it. Just watch. Jeez, I don't want to watch it. It's, oh, not, it's disgusting. Not a chicken getting slaughtered. Watch. No, it's not that. But wait a minute, what the? That's disgusting. What? Why? How did that happen? Why? Why am I watching this right now? Is that? How do you know that's real? Uh, well, that—that's what the question was. Do you think it's real? Oh, okay, Frank and Delaware. My bad. Um, I didn't realize that. The my bads are I, out the window. Mike's that's... like Mike. Mike's still gonna be like, oh, how do you not aware? Why are you not? Well, on top no, of no, no. So sorry, it I'm was busy, posted busy. by yeah. a Florida woman two weeks ago. Has already been viewed by four million people. Four. Well, it's been viewed four million times on Facebook, right? So, um, it appears with chopsticks in the foreground. That would be a you know Japanese, Chinese, or you know a Korean restaurant, right? Right. Uh, now I have no idea. I've never. 
I mean, people. I showed it to some people, and they're like, "Oh, it's fake." Yeah, I, I, I there's think no it's way fake. that's real. There's no way. There's no way you start. You know, that is where it's twitching yeah. like that. No, it's totally fake. No freaking way. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely fake. It's fake. There's no way that's real. But what? How does it? Because they, she put somebody put some kind of a gimmick inside the raw chicken. Oh, like to some, get it to move? Yeah, some kind of a like a uh, robot. Not uh, like a little, like a little. That's what I mean. See, anything with freaking. Um, Who would sit there and eat that? Dude, I, any, anything with raw chicken, it, it does kind of freak me out a little bit unless I'm the one filleting it or washing it or cutting it. Anything like, because like, chickens are dirty. Okay, we know that. They're dirty. And now when you get people that are cutting up the chicken or now you got a chicken that's walking, uh, it's disgusting. I mean, well, it's now disgusting. It's Just looking at was that? No, fake walk, right? We, yeah, you don't believe walk. the video. I yeah, mean, no, to I answer our it. buddy Frank. No, 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 no. no. You, do you think it's real? I don't think it's fake. To answer oh, yeah. our buddy we're, we're Frank. A, yeah, Frank, we think it's fake. Yeah, we do think it's fake, but it's I disgusting. I don't believe that's real. Now, you think it's disgusting? I do think it's Yeah, it's tough to watch. It is now, tough. Thank you. You can hop on uh, line as well. There's a video, I guess, in southern China that shows a hunk oh, of beef God. twitching furiously while hanging in a butcher shop. Oh, my God, dude. It's like Mike loves this. It really Mike, makes you want to dig in for a nice barbecue <laughs> this weekend. I do love it. Like, Mike uh, loves where are the wings? Yeah, I know. I, I, well, I saw Mikey Get B. me that butcher shop. And you know what? You know the guy Gio, right? Yeah, yes. I saw Gio and Mike, the yeah. guy who used to host this, uh, this hour years ago. I saw him, and they were talking about this before their show. And I was, oh, God, Mikey B was loving the conversation. He loves this stuff. Now, I'd rather, I think a cow is much less disgusting than a chicken. Like eating beef. Like the cow is, le- the cow is less disgusting. You would disgusting. walk in that butcher shop, you see a piece of beef hanging there twitching violently. You're going to buy that piece of beef? I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not Manager say that. Special. But, like, but, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't say that. Well, how does I a ribeye look on that? <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, I don't need to see this. Like, nice marbleization. The chicken is disgusting, like moving around. It is. Because, come on, can we all agree here that raw chicken is disgusting? Well, yeah, you what? can't consume it. You die. So, but right, it's well, well, maybe gross looking. You'll, you'll get, what do you mean, uh, gross looking? No, it's it's dis- it's gross. It's disgusting. I mean, do I have to break down the word gross? Or you have to be very, you to be very careful. Oh, yeah, it's clean. It's salmonella. Right. But cooked chicken is delicious. Well, now that's a whole nother level. It's amazing what a little flame can do. Yeah, you don't want the pink. You know, no, you don't no. want that with the no. chicken anyway. Yes. But yeah, no. So you gotta. You want to make sure <laughs> pork and chicken are cooked. Right, right. That's the thing, and, and so just all worms. It kind of yeah, it's just disgusting. And seeing the thing moving around, it kind of grossed me out. Well, I, what I do we do as a society? I, I mean, really. I, I my do. wife has my wife. My wife stopped eating meat like two and a half years ago. Oh, she did. Yeah, she's maybe vegan. Jones. Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. A lot of people do that. I, someone said to me once, uh, "What would you do? What would you?" I, I can't. I'm like, no way. Vegetarian? No, no, I can't. A vegetarian, not a vegan. What's the difference? Can someone educate me on that? There is a difference. Uh, isn't vegan, there? you can't have anything that's from a cow. For example, eggs. You can't yeah. have eggs. Oh no, no. dairy. Yeah, no, no dairy. Right. Vegetarian. It comes from a, an animal. No, my, she likes hard boiled eggs. She'll have a hard boiled egg. I know a guy, in really good shape, muscular guy, uh, wrestler, and he's a vegan. Oh, and he is. Yeah, yeah. But he, I'm like, dude, how do you get your protein? And we had this big long argument. Uh, his name is Austin Aries. You might have heard of him, but yeah, yeah Austin Aries, and he he goes plant based protein. Why not? Well, I can't get big. He's very defensive. Like, but I love Austin. I love him. He's a great guy. But he he's very like big time vegan Jones and muscular guy. So he is ripped. Yeah, he is, and he's able to get enough protein. With yeah, 
Whey based protein. Yeah, whey based protein. Yeah, that's his thing. You believe yeah. in that? You love that whey based protein? Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, he. Yes, I do. But he but does. You the, like it as well? He does the grass based. I'm sorry. I think it's grass. It's a grass based protein. I said it wrong. Whey is derived from egg, so okay. it's, he doesn't use. So he whey. does grass. He does grass. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's a little confusing. The whole oh, thing. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a gross uh, chicken video. Uh, did our uh, social media? Team I did. That? I did not, but I can. Yeah, you should. I would that. love to. Just in case anybody has Mikey, find that one from you know, southern hey, China as well. You notice before we of go the, off the air? beef uh, twitching in the butcher shop. That's disgusting, dude. Now, do you notice Mikey B? Before we, as we wrap up here, he's getting more the podcast voice on the radio. He's like, hey, I, I would love to. You notice? Did you notice that, Moose? Yes. He's Comfy Jones behind the mic. He's just. I'll go back to m- myself. <laughs> That's the Mikey B we all love. Uh, That's Mike. the guy, not the confident one. Sorry. Mike <laughs> P, great job. Enjoy your weekend. Bilotti's going on vacation. Again? Enjoy vacation, Bilotti. Wow. Thank you. I'll see you in a week. Bogus, right. fantastic. Take care. Taz, have a great weekend, buddy. Bye bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.